This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 137. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can find Kaplan at Kaplan America on Instagram. Also, you can find our official yeah. page. Where Lost in America pod on Instagram, on Instagram and Twitter, right? Uh, Twitter, yeah, but who cares? Whoa. Twitter's done. Twitter's over. No, we're still posting content on there. We still need followers. Oh, we're still doing we're it? We're still doing it. We're well, still tweeting. Now that OJ's on, we're on. Yeah, exactly. We're back. I was yeah. going to ask you, I was tempted to have our account follow OJ to see yes. if we can get him to follow back. Yeah. Okay. Let's get OJ Because if we can book him, he's very lost. <laughs> he's very lost. And him like tweeted, him doing a whole thing about uh, about Michael Jackson was like peak Twitter of like, what did like he, he did a rest in peace, Michael Jackson, told a story about Michael. Wait, recently? Yeah, recently, like this week, he told a story about Michael Jackson, and then he ended it by being like, now I don't know about the personal stuff, you know, I don't have an opinion, that I don't know enough about it. Like, he basically said he, he couldn't say he was innocent, but he knows that Michael's a good guy anyway. Wait, so you said O.J. Simpson is worried about how people will judge him? Yeah, so he had to do like, <laughs> he had to do like a... Why like a, he care? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Based Preface off his, his, his opinions on Michael Jackson, who died 10 years ago? Yes. So. I like this idea of O.J. just doing all of the... Uh, uh, he's catching up on all the tweets he would have sent over it's, the last it's so 10 amazing. years. Like, it's like taking the worst of the 90s or best of the 90s he's doing and, the, my bit. and the best of today and pushing it to all together. OJ on Twitter. I he love was it. gone for 10 years. On the podcast today, we have New York Times video journalist Jonah Kessel. Coming so back. Is this his third time or club? Third time on the pod. Very exciting. He just did. Um, he went and interviewed... All I don't not everyone because well, some uh, of them didn't. He had some hot questions. All, some almost, of them couldn't handle it. Almost all of the Democratic candidates yeah. in the 2020 uh, who are running for president in 2020. But he asked them all the same questions. I think 20 questions. Everybody got the same question. I'm going to tell you this. I, mean, I, I watched most of it. I also watched <laughs> the debates, which as we record this were last night, but now they were like 10 days the ago. The first debate was last night. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. You learn more. I don't want to blow smoke up his ass. Uh, but you learn more by by watching this New York Times these videos he made than you do from the, the debates. So why don't we just all the cancel the debates and cancel them? Cancel them. Next time they won't have them. Trending. Cancel the debates. Cancel let, let, or let Jonah moderate the hey. deb- next debate. Why Can- don't we do that? Oh, cancel culture. We're in. <laughs> okay. Cancel the debates. And speaking of the debates, one person I want to nominate for Lost in America, most lost person possibly of the year. Okay. Besides you and me. And, and, o- and OJ. And producer Matt. Okay. This was in the debate that I watched last night. Julian Castro. Shout out. He's a real, this guy's a real blowhard. I don't know. <laughs> I think most people don't know anything about him, but he's yeah. everything that every question they ask him, he needs to be like seven times more woke than he's overwoking everybody. Right. Well, that's the whole, that's the problem when you have so many people running and it's, you have to keep running further and further to left. To- yeah. But he's even sometimes when he's the first person to answer the question, mm. he's going to, he wants to just uh, preemptively outwoke everybody. Right. So the question was, do you support uh, the right for a, a woman in America to have an abortion? Well, of course he. Everyone in that debate supports that. Why even ask that question? Exactly. That's why he goes 10 levels above that. <laughs> he goes, he's the first person to answer. He goes, not only do I support a woman's right to have an abortion, I support a trans woman's right to have an abortion. And it's like standing ovation in the whole place. But trans woman, it's impossible. Well, does he mean a... Uh- 
someone who is a woman who became a man, but they could still get pregnant. Is that what that means? No, no. a trans means, woman means a man who... I'm just be- trying to defend his No, no, logic. there's no defending it. A trans woman means a... Uh, well, yeah, I know a, what... Someone it, who was born... Wait, so I think... Uh, what's her name? The famous one. The, 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 Caitlyn? The, the decathlete. Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner is yes. a trans woman. Yes. So he supports... Caitlyn Jenner's right to have an abortion. I mean, if we... Once the medicine... You set the law now, and then when medicine catches up... True. Science. Know, he's a, he's ahead of it. Science is happening. So he's a real... It's, it's happening. Like, like the moon landing. He declared it, and now it can happen. <laughs> he's the JFK of wokeness. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's great. So. Okay, wait, and you, let's go local news. Big breaking news. What I, I want to thank the, uh, I want to thank you for giving me a rigorous loss in America. Uh, when I went through the cardiac rehab test, yeah. we went through those questions and I passed. Oh. Because I got my diploma. You're welcome. I got my <laughs> certificate of excellence, I think oh, it you says. passed. I passed, oh, yeah. nice. And I, you know, I, I did forget to um, shout out the pod. I think I got, because, you know, I think I didn't want people to maybe listen and I've made fun of the idea a little wait, bit. during your, um, during my speech, I didn't shout out the pod. But your graduation. I had speech? a great line. We had this like blue. If you look at a picture I posted on our Instagram, we had these little like blue like bibs that we stick the the EKG machine every time you work out with, and they sweat, you sweat. And they made a big stink about how we had to keep them every week. Like they didn't want you to get a new one. Like sure. health insurance costs get covered. Oh yeah. So I made a joke. I closed with a joke asking for the guys to sign it. That, was, that killed with this room. <laughs> Close strong. Close strong. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and then my insurance company called me. Oxford, I want to give them a shout out. Oh, because this is what happens when wait, you're. Wait, who's? Are you getting paid for these plugs? Because I'm not getting. Any I'm getting. I getting paid. I got. Well, you I don't come like over. This. If anyone wants to come over, I got. This is. I got called by a nurse from the insurance company, and they said they do this for anybody who's had a heart attack. They can help you with consulting, and they're there for you. And they okay. sent me a free scale. That's what I got. Out of I it. want half half of that scale. <laughs> I got a giant free scale. This is what all the medical costs are going to. I think producer it's, Matt needs a needs a so, third. I need a right, third. I'll bring it in. We could do weigh-ins each week. Let's and do see. weigh-ins. Are, are you calling me fat? Uh, no, I mean, you bring it up. I was just saying that if he's getting paid, we're getting paid to do this podcast. I'm on your side, producer, man. Slippery. Yeah, it's like... It's not, not anymore. He's out. He's out. He's out, he's out for the free weigh-ins. Yeah. But you got to sync it to this app where then they can watch you Big Brother style and you got to answer questions like if you're breathing well. Or not. I'm, I'm out. And then they... Call, I don't know. They send them... If you answer yes to all these questions and you're gaining weight, I think they just send like the SWAT team in to like rescue you or something. By the way, it used to be the level of convenience needed for you to give up your freedom was very very high mm-hmm. now it's just a, a scale, scale. <laughs> that's it every scale i have breaks it's i can never <laughs> if they give you a free scale then they can monitor you at all i times. know i pretty much let my insurance <laughs> company are actually know going? what i'm doing on a daily basis <laughs> just to get a free scale and i already had a scale so i really ridiculous. pathetic but yeah i was ex- anything free i love it speaking of free we need our listeners free money so go to amazon people first no, if don't gonna, go to amazon if you're go. gonna buy on amazon go to lostinamericapod.com click on the uh daisy jones locker daisy jones in the six in the yeah. six uh <laughs> book a bestseller in the upper right hand corner lostinamericapod.com that'll take you back to amazon do your regular shopping a percentage of what you buy comes to us you spend no extra money we just get paid yeah you just go to amazon and just plug in anything you want to buy you want to buy that book you want to buy diapers you want to buy video camera anything you want something more expensive than that works tvs too. would be great They're, computers now we're talking a car i think they sell cars on amazon yeah and health insurance <laughs> do they say amazon sure insurance? and get an automatic renewal so the money just keeps coming to us all right done so do that cap should we get to lost in america let's uh let's play the music play the music All right, we're 
back, Kaplan. Before we get to you, I want to say I got shows coming up. I don't really know where my shows are because this is two weeks in advance. But every Friday with the Postmark Cafe in Brooklyn. If you're in New York, come out to that show. And follow uh, you on Twitter or where do they find it? Or oh, follow you God. on the website? TurnerSparks.com. Yeah. I post all, every single show is posted on there. So just go look, check out my calendar there. All right, Cap, you're lost in America this week. What's going on? Yeah, a few weeks ago, I remember I mentioned that uh, Teddy Kaplan was a student of the month, the power of the pod. I do remember. Yeah, we got it done. We got it done. So I showed up. You got to go to a PTA meeting. This is the catch. Mm. Yeah, you got to. It's sit, a bringer. It's a bringer. It's an ultimate bringer show, and you got to sit through the entire, uh, all the minutes, like because you don't, you don't the know exactly, you, like the, all the order. Like it's like a meeting. Like they have like oh, really, you know. And the kids are in the cafeteria. They got some babysitters watching them, and so this was the final one of the year. So they were deciding the budget for the next year. Oh, so it's kind of the most important one, right? Okay, yeah, So yeah. they show the budget, and the first thing that catches my eyes, one of the budget items is babysitter for babysitters for these meetings. That's like one of our things. Oh it's like gosh. a few hundred dollars for the year. I'm like that. Wait, wait, can I ask, where does this money come from? Does it come from the state? No, this is PTA. This is all raised by, you know, you know what a PTA stands for, Parents Teacher Association, but it's all raised from donations from parents oh. donations from businesses oh so you guys have like all those charity auction? event auctions yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. saying we should auction off the lost in America come sit in we a, should come, sit come in. hang out in the pod yeah. that go would for, bring in thousands I don't know 10, 20 grand yeah big yeah you know we can uh, couple autogra- of, maybe you could throw in an autographed album couple of celebs auto- like us yeah, yeah. So, so we raised all this money the budget was like $140,000 for oh next year oh my gosh wow so uh, but so they're these parents they work very hard in PTA and I think they just think like 40 grand you guys just, raise yeah but I'm sure these these schools in Manhattan are much higher but I don't I don't know yeah but I'm sure there's for, schools across America who have zero I know well good for I us I might don't That's, call me Bernie but I might say you guys need to spread that money well, around what are we just do it's privately raised money but anyway the, I don't like it you don't like it yeah I, I, anyway well, keep going so, <laughs> so uh, I think they think like we're just gonna because the kids they gotta everyone's here for the student of the month. They think we're just going to rubber stamp this budget. It's like a show oh, wait, of hands. So explain one more time. If your kid gets student of the month, you have to go. Well, you don't have to PTA go, but if you want to see your kid. But that's where they get their that's award. That's where they give the award. So that's how they get people. So it's a bringer. So yeah, it's a bringer. So we're in there and they're going through all the budget things. They're doing their presentation. And then they're like, it's basically just like a show of hands. Like, let's move it. You know, get yeah. to, all of a sudden some parent just raises his hand. He's like, no, I object. To the budget? We, to the budget. We can't just pass this budget. He's like, why is there, there's $53,000 earmarked for this Chinese program. What is that? It's like the 40% of the budget. We can't just earmark. We need to hear about it. Is that catering? Chinese food? It's this whole program. So because it's cheaper, we want to, I think, be prestigious at our school. So we want to teach kids Chinese. Oh, it's Chinese language. Chinese language, yes. Got it. But there's, we don't have enough in the budget to hire teachers because that's like even more expensive. Yeah. You, I think you need two. and uh, 53000 is not a lot for a teacher. Right. So it's, this is not a teacher. It's like a program that's based in China. I don't know if you know anyone involved in this, but it's where they it's like an online visual where they're teaching Chinese and they're teaching culture Wait, from like a school in Beijing. I have a friend who runs a business like this. He might be. This My a, buddy Jorge. So He's maybe, Texas, maybe we'll negotiate with Jorge so we can get a cheaper price. Let's because He's a listener to the pod. Okay, Jorge. We're going to talk off air because uh, he, this parent raises an objection and then they're going back and forth to explain the whole thing. Come to me. They raise, they go show of hands who's in favor and who's against. And like a little bit more people were in favor than against. And then this parent goes back and goes, show of hands. How many people are only here because their kid got student a month? And like everybody raises their hand. Oh, he blew up the bringer. <laughs> blew up the whole bringer. Wow. So I was thinking, um, so this is my tip to them if they're listening. I'm sure all the parents are listening. Yeah. You got to figure out which parents are the most apathetic and don't really give a shit at all either way. Yeah. Like the ones who don't actually, because he probably raises money. That's why he cares because he's probably involved. Yeah. Because he wasn't there because of the student of the month. He closed all the meetings. Oh, wow. 
supposedly, but his kid actually, but you need to ultimately to, to err on the side of caution, you need to figure out the parents that don't give a shit. Yeah. And only in, give them student month the last month of the year. Like they were right to invite me. So it can just be I a didn't rubber, care. A I'm like, I got to get to dinner. I'm ready to rubber stamp any budget. <laughs> but other, cause then other parents started objecting. A bunch of people had problems and they needed to do a report and get back to us. So now we got nothing. We got no budget for next year. Let me solve your issues. <laughs> First of all, you're, if you're deciding on a Chinese program that's based in China, Kaplan, you sit across from me every single yep. week. I live there. Your cousin, Jonah Kessel, lived there for 10 years to ask two either, of you guys either one of us but don't ask him ask me because i'm going to take 20 30 percent and then i'm uh, off the top right yeah. and then i'll recommend some company to you we're going to get it under 53 grand we're going to get it under You're 40 grand i'll be a real hero if i can bring in that's as if i, I only charge 10 20 grand all right so i'm gonna we're gonna wrap we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna come back to them next pta meeting Let's in go, september i'll I'll, pres- I'll i'll come i'll wear a suit because i'll tell you the best part is i was really ready to because the other big item is recess $50,000. I can get that to, down. To get kids to pay recess. Wait, what? It, that's where we pay some service. And they to don't, watch recess? To, to take, I, I think I've mentioned on the pod that they don't have like recess. I don't have time, like one day a week. So to get them to go out other days a week, we pay a company because there's no teacher to take them, basically. There's no, like, teachers need break time, oh, union rules. So you outsource? So we outsource recess. Like, you mean the the people who watch the we guards? We outsource, like, people who come in and take the kids somewhere. Yeah. Prison guards? Yeah, prison. <laughs> and it's the most. Uh, it's it's such a, I can't, we're paying fifty thousand dollars literally you guys just are for them. Scammed. We're not even getting supplies. Like they go outside. I say, Teddy, what did you do recently? They go, Oh, Luke and I played football. Oh, great. You, they give you a football. Is it two hand touch? Is it flag? He's like, Oh, we don't have a ball. No, they don't have any balls. Make believe. We play imaginary football. No. But the best part is he goes, but Luke got the ball first because he brought his he brought a coin. I was like, so, so he did the coin toss. Luca, this kid brings a coin, and, and he can, they can do that in recess, but they, they'd have no ball. So we need to figure out a way. grand to, and no ball? Yeah, we need to figure out a way to get. What is this? It's insane, right? I can get you. So that's like Joe a, Schaefer will do it for 40 grand, yeah. and he'll bring a ball. Will we pass a background check? No, because there's also not. he's got to be careful. There's like crazy moms out there and parents who will like see the kid crossing the street, going to the and they pictures from afar if they think the people are like not. I mean, they happened. can look his stand up material up online and he probably won't get. The yeah, game. if they see him slouching or looking at his phone or anything, they're gonna catch oh. him. So he's got to be on his best behavior. No, he, he maybe, looks at his but phone. But if he can bring a coin for the kids and maybe like one ball, because I think. I mean, we used to play tackle football in recess. I can find you a ton of like, scumbag hey, comedians who could do this. Yeah, all right, so we're yeah. gonna do a whole program because that is I'll only take twenty. That's 20 like a, grand that's a hundred thousand, one hundred three thousand dollars total out of this hundred thirty, hundred forty thousand dollars budget to two items. So if you can knock we'll, them down, we'll cut that in half. We'll be this is this is very uh, alt middle of uh, PTA. We're gonna make it happen. All right, should we get Jonah Kessel in here? Yeah. Speaking of politics and deal making, play the music. <laughs> All right, we're back with Jonah Kessel. Welcome back to the show, Jonah. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Maybe get a little closer to the mic, or you can pull the bass closer to you. Mm-hmm. There we go. How's that? Is that I used was, to this big time studio. I know. How do you like our new space? It's great. I'm, I'm sitting. My hands are relaxed. Are you wowed? I'm wowed. He just gets to sit at the old space, apparently. I was standing. I was standing for hours at a time. Just yeah. pacing. <laughs> yeah. How? So you just, um, I just watched all those videos from the New York Times. You had, how many of the candidates did you, the Democratic primary candidates did you have on? So we had 21 candidates and we asked them all 18 questions. So you had 21, oh, you asked them all 18 and you had 21 candidates and you did not have Biden. So that means there's 22? There's, like there's 20. actually more. So we asked 22 people, 21 said yes. 
Okay. So Biden, Biden's the only one who didn't say yes. And why not? Because he's in the lead? Um, I think strategically speaking, he thinks it's smart. Yeah. Like he started in the lead. Yeah. Anything he says, he could fuck it up. Less yeah. Don't anything. talk. No, it's like how um, if you're like the overall number one draft pick in the NBA draft, you don't work out. Right? You don't go to the combine because yeah. you're like, the only thing that can happen is you mess up and you're going to go down. Right. He has nowhere else to go. So you just don't do any. He, so is, he, is his idea to do no press, basically? A, he's, he's not doing much, but this is a strategy people have tried to apply before and it hasn't been successful. Oh, really? Kerry did it to a certain extent. Clinton did it. Jeb you know. did it, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, saying nothing generally doesn't work in, yeah, in and, modern politics. Well, and I, I feel like even uh, with Biden, he's done, he, even though he said nothing, he's still like messed up a few times already, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, people—you could look at him as a flawed candidate pretty quickly. Well, every time he talks, he—you he, know—he's—he's he's very good with like retail politics of people. But when he, yeah, when he, he thinks it, 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 the world's changing, and he doesn't—he you know, says the wrong thing, and boom. So, what do you think of what did you learn um, overall with these these tw- 18, 18 questions, twenty people, twenty one, twenty one people? Yeah. Well, um, what did I learn? I mean, well, a- did you think that you could? Because when I, I'll tell you what I, I guess I'll kick it off. When I watched it, I thought the I didn't really learn much about their policy because I kind of sort of knew it and it was pretty predictable. But I thought the number one thing that stuck out the most is you could immediately tell who's a complete phony and who That's right. thoughtfully answered the questions. It's an amazing authenticity test, right? Yes. Like when someone speaks. And they're not like rehearsing their stump speech yes. or just going into stump speech mode. It sounds different than, you know, what we heard last night, for example, on the debate stage. And also because yeah. when you hear in a debate, like somebody goes first, but then everyone hears that answer and they're like playing off that answer. But this they're not hearing what the other people are saying the, to the same questions. So it's, a, yeah, it's more. They have no idea. They don't know yeah. the questions that are coming. Yeah. I mean, it's a much different scenario, and it's not like they're fighting for space. Like last night in a debate, half of it is actually just trying Getting to get, it. trying to speak. Like yeah. Paul Ryan barely got a word off last right last night. Paul Ryan's running in the Democratic. No, uh, no, Tim, Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah. Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan. I was yeah, like, yeah. Wow, big breaking news. Someone had to run to the right of this <laughs> There's field. There's so <laughs> many people running. He didn't even realize Paul Ryan was in it. Uh, yeah, it's um, and and also as you said, that, that what's so cool is you guys cut it. Like back, so you see them back to back to back to back to back. Right. So there's two things that are going on. It's an interactive, and you can look at all the answers really quickly back to back. And then if you scroll down the page, you can see their answers in full. And so the instructions were, and this is actually the hardest part for them. I have to come in. I'm like, okay, you're going to answer the question twice. Mm. The first time, very briefly, you can get a, a yes, a no, maybe a sentence at the most, and then you can elaborate. Take a breath in between, and then you can elaborate. Maybe go for a minute. And we'll see how that would go. And so you can see their long answers and the brief answers. The supercut, all the things put together, that's really to help you compare them quickly. Like in two minutes, you can say, you can look at how they all stack up. But then if you like a candidate, you can scroll down and be like, okay, hold on. What does Julio Castro say about guns? Yeah. It's, um, and how, and you did it, and everyone came to the same studio, is that right? I mean, it looks like it. Oh, okay. yeah. That was the tricky part for me was making it look the same, even though it was in many locations. It was in five different locations. Okay, and was it all roughly at the same time over the oh, course of a week or something? Three months. Oh, three months. Yeah. So did anyone's? Because like some people might have. Did anyone's answers change based off of events that were happening during yeah, that time? We asked one question about Trump uh, before the Mueller report came out. So that question was like, there's some time, but most of the questions were designed to be timeless. Um, and they're designed in such a way to be like not quite straightforward. Like, for example, we were like, okay, what are we going to ask about the economy? And we know what they're going to say in advance a little bit, but we were like, we tried to make it a values question. So the question became, um, does anyone deserve to have a billion dollars? 
I love that question. Right. So it's actually, it's not about the economy so specifically, but it is. But like, so a smart candidate would hear that and like, oh, this is actually about morals and values. And it's like a much more philosophical question. Um, and someone else will That's hear That's a great it. question for Trump, by the way. Because he would he would say, yeah, me. Like, which <laughs> he I would, would respect right. a He would immediately say him. <laughs> but what these did guys you... didn't say yes to that, I assume. Who? No, no. Some of them did. Some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of them did, actually. Most of them said yes. Oh, okay. I thought, no, I heard... Watch the video, I saw Kathy. the video. And I saw Elizabeth Warren <laughs> saying no. Elizabeth Warren definitely said no. And a did few others. She, yeah, I don't... Yeah, the first three or four... Well, also the way you guys cut it was really cool, because, like, you cut everyone who says yes together, and then everyone who kind of waffles together, and then everyone who says no together. Right, so there's, right? there's actually some, like, narrative to the structure. Like, it looks like it's, like, bam, 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 bam. It's really quick. But we're doing intent... I mean, it's very intentional, the order that they're placed. Um... And in the interactive, it's actually a little bit different. When you go to those pages, the candidates themselves are random. So at some point, at the supercut, it's very intentional. But then below that, when you see their entire answers, that's all generated random every time you refresh the page. So no one is first, no one is last. Okay. And who did you find came away as most authentic? Um, you can I have a few people. I have, oh, who came off as most authentic? Sure. Certainly uh, Bernie and Warren, uh, Castro, uh, Booker. All four of them certainly, to a certain extent, Buttigieg. Um, are like by far and away when they're speaking, they don't feel like they're rehearsed lines. Um, whereas other people, like I saw people like Amy Klobuchar last night say, I think about my Uncle Dick in the deer stand. <laughs> yeah, what right? does that mean? That's a weird thing to say. And I'm my like, Uncle I've Dick heard her the... say that before. Like, of course I've heard, like it was a weird she's... thing. She has an Uncle Dick who apparently deer hunts in Minnesota. Okay. Right? She's so, trying to appeal to the... Yeah, she's the... appealing to the Midwest, Midwest. To, yeah, to the Rust Belt. And like, but it's a line, right? Like my Uncle Dick in the deer stand. And it's like, okay, once you've heard that once and you hear it again, it becomes much less authentic. Yeah, sure. And it's a canned line. Um, Uncle, she's doing her act. She's like a comic. Hey, you gotta hit the classics. Uncle Dick and the Deer Stand. <laughs> that's a good bit. But it's, you expect people to know what that means when you just when you say that sentence. I'm like, I have no idea what well, you're talking about. Well, she says in the context of like, uh, and our question to her uh, was about handguns, and we and this is again a little bit metaphorical. We say, in an ideal world, mm. would anyone own handguns? Yeah. Mm. We don't say something like... We, that's it's not a second that, amendment question. Right, even. It's, it's about... Yeah. yeah. It's and what about was her answer to that? She says, when I think about my Uncle Dick in the deer stand, <laughs> I try to think of how this would affect him. I remember oh, seeing so that. Yeah. I watched her say that, and I'm like, I still... I'm like, I don't know. There was no context for what she was... So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, Uncle Dick in the deer stand. <laughs> is, Uncle, is this a real person? Because it sounds better than just like Uncle Steve in the Who deer stand. Who was the stand. guy? Jim the plumber or whatever? Yeah, Joe from, the plumber. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Dick in the deer I stand. I want to see Uncle Dick in a deer stand. Uncle the, Dick in the deer stand voted the for Trump. Campaign so. trail. You guys have budget to send an intern out there? Go find Dick. Yeah, we can go find him. Do we have? Yeah, we got. There's people downstairs. Yeah, someone outside. Yeah, we'll get someone from uh, Stand Up New York downstairs to go find Uncle. We'll get Blonde John to get his people on it. (laughs) The old our manager up here. Um, Okay, and then okay, can I disagree? I'm going to disagree. I watched it. I with your people. I did think that Bernie and um, and Warren were very genuine, and that could just be that they were the most used to they've had the most screen time in their life they're the most experienced by the most far. experienced yeah. and so they're the most comfortable just going right <laughs> just talking it's like seeing like a 20-year comic it's the same like yeah, yeah i'm good i'm good Bernie would be a great comic i thought that cory booker and uh cory booker castro and beto just seemed completely full of shit beto i thought all three of them beto, i think beto is <laughs> pretty f- I, they seem the most um 
like they were doing an act and they were bad at it. Like bad actors. That's always been Booker's thing. If like you watch the Senate, he seems he gets appalled at things when he seems yeah, like he's he, always a very Every like, question of, he seemed like and, over the top. He's over the top and that's his style. That's, but maybe maybe that was on camera but not in person. That's what I wanted to ask no, you. No, you should have seen the in person stuff, uh like in real life, like hanging out with him for for a bit. He's like that when we're not recording. He's, okay. he's like he's like very vivacious. He's moving his arms a lot. He's a big dude. Like he's like he's full of life. Like when he comes in the room, he's like the guy in the room. He's like pretty uh So that's just his who personality he is. is huge. Yeah. Man, it comes across as so fake. Maybe because that was like an intimate it seems like an intimate talk and it he's is. still going big on it. Yeah, yeah. You got to learn to play the room. Play the room yeah. I want to start coaching these people. Yeah, I, I mean, thought. Let me. Uh, there was a couple other ones that I, I thought. Uh, those, I mean, those, Book, are the, those are the three that I thought. I worst. just like Booker, but he was a former uh, president of the Chabad, I think, in like London. He was a student. <laughs> he was, even though he's not Jewish. So. Oh okay. So that that's uh. Oh, that's that seems like something he would do. Yeah, he's very. He's, on, he's, on Beto to rewind to Beto for yeah. a second. Like, now keep in mind these are just like my impressions of being with them. You know, oh, yeah. not, not like opinions of their political policy or anything, but like Beto, for example, in terms of his authenticity, he actually seemed a little bit nervous compared to everybody else. It was not that he didn't believe what he was saying. He just seemed like he was actually a little bit nervous. I actually kind of felt bad for him. Really? Because the questions are being fired at you really quickly and they're unrelated. Like one minute we're talking about the ACA, the next minute we're talking about, you know, does Israel meet human rights? And then we're like, how many hours of sleep do you get each night? You know, it's like all these random, que- they're not random, but like, yeah, better. It's a good way to get people to, like, right, they're had to, to be on their toes. To think. And Beto's never. I mean, he he got anointed basically right. before he has really done anything. He had he one like viral three minute speech about kneeling at a football game. Yeah, and everyone really wants. Obviously, like Ted and Cruz, they just hated Ted Cruz. Everyone wants to beat Ted Cruz, so it was like this great. Everyone got excited that he could beat him, but now it's like so he's, he's new, right? And Vanity he's, Fair, he's new. yeah, he's green. I mean, he has some experience in politics, obviously, but I mean, for some reason, I think he was like the twentieth one we did the 20th, 20th candidate we'd interviewed. And I hadn't felt bad for any of them until him. And then he was like sweating and like, oh, had to wake up and I was like, get it together, Beto. <laughs> yeah. Back to the minors. Yeah. He, uh, I, th- I felt that by watching it, he, I, so what, another thing that I thought came across really interesting is that, um, oh, I want to say the people I thought that, were, that in my opinion were the most, seemed the most genuine, authentic. Doesn't mean I agree with the politics, whatever, just yeah. genuine, authentic. I thought, I said Warren, Bernie, and then Andrew Yang, uh, Kamala Harris. I like, I like Andrew Yang. Yeah. Um, he seemed like he seems like I'm not going to win anyway. So yeah. let me just tell you. He was what ripping I think. the Knicks on Twitter the other right? day. I Is like that, that how he came across to you? <laughs> I mean, I think like unequivocally, he's the funniest. Yeah. Um, His personality seemed the best. He's also very smart. Like if you listen to how he answers the, the tech question, um, like we ask if t- big tech should be broken up. Yeah. And he's like, well, frankly, that's kind of like a stupid solution. It's an old. It's an old solution to a new problem. We can't just apply these same solutions. He's like. Think about it. Like, let's say we break up Google. I don't want the fourth best map app. Fourth best map app. Yeah, I don't don't (laughs) want the fourth best map app because there's more map companies. I just want to get where I'm going and have it be the best. Yeah. I don't care how it gets me. So breaking up Google is not going to do that. I'm still going to use the best map app. Um, And it's like he's, you know, he's got a point where other people are like pretty quick to say, you know, they need to be broken up. They're too powerful. And maybe that's still correct. But breaking them up is not necessarily the right solution. Well, I think that he came across as he had the ability because he knows he's not going to win to be nuanced and give real answers. Yeah. Where some of the people, I think like Beto really felt like he was trying to get every answer right. Right. As opposed to just talking. And I also felt what was interesting is that people were allowed to say, I totally didn't mind when people, when you, when you guys ask a question and some people would be like, nah, I don't really know. I haven't thought of that one yet. I didn't dock them points. I was just like, oh, they're a human. Right. Like they're not going to have every answer. What did Beto say for how long he slept? 
I didn't see that. What did he say? <laughs> he said, I, I thought that we were just watching parts I, of that one. Because if Beto didn't say he slept at least eight hours, I know he's lying. That, no, no, what no. Is that guy doing? I think it? he said like four hours. Yeah, we were watching it. And everybody's in a ru- in a race to like they want to. They want to like say the least. Four hours. They all want to be super like they, they all want to. It's like, like it's I'm like working a, so hard, I have no time yeah. to sleep. Right? Well, yeah, Which, but that's horse shit. Yeah, you need a. You know, Trump doesn't sleep a lot of hours. I want my president to sleep. It's not a full night's sleep. But some of them. Unless it's an emergency. I think Tulsi was. I forget if it was Tulsi or somebody else, but they were like, if I don't get. Six or seven hours, or maybe it was actually um, Gillibrand. Somebody said, though, if I don't get seven hours, I'm not doing well. And I'm like, I don't know if you should be president, right? I think you're saying there's a line too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to be able to sleep. What's your ideal amount of sleeping hours for a president? We should study this. The best president's (laughs) sleep patterns are the worst. They should be able to sleep four or eight and still operate. Perfectly. I don't. Or zero. I don't. I disagree. I it's think like load it, management. Today's listen, NBA. Look at it. I know yeah. that I need like seven hours. Whatever your number is, you War need. War doesn't it. sleep. Like policy, natural disasters don't sleep. Like you know, there's a hurricane. Yeah, but yeah, but humans up. do. I mean, they have to right, be. But sometimes you go to Our work. Our president the doesn't hurricane. sleep right now either. Right. He just blows coke all night. <laughs> and he's then tweeting at five a.m. He's, he's not cheeseburger. <laughs> and then this is why we're at this place we're at. You need humans need to sleep. I don't think it's bragging to say you never sleep. I mean, of course they should, but sometimes. You can't. Right, sometimes they can't. You have to be able to function on low sleep. I agree that, with that. That's what I mean. But they have to, I mean, normal, yeah, seven hours. Seven hours is good. I think seven hours, seven hours is good. I mean, what are they really doing all day? <laughs> Playing like uh, putt-putt in the, or bowling They delegate. The Most of the job's delegating. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we know how this works. Tweeting. Um, and then what about the, uh, oh, here's another observation. There was like seven white guys I've never heard of. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's a and, lot of white guys you never heard of. That. Why haven't we heard of them? It would be my <laughs> question. too many. No, but, uh, well, no, go ahead. What do you think? Why haven't you heard about them? Yeah. Because their outreach isn't good enough, I guess, if you're not hearing about them. I and mean, now you are, apparently, but... Um, Is it that they're boring and they all kind of look the same? I think that's part of it. Like, they're, uh, they're like probably, literally just how they look? But, like, even uh, Julian Castro, right? Like, he was, you know, part of the Obama administration. Like, yeah. But, and his brother is... I think that's what government. hurts him. I think his having a twin brother... The twin but, brother thing is a little... It's confusing. I didn't know that. Who's yeah. his brother? He's uh, he, Juan Raul? Castro? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like people confusing, get them confused. Because I don't know which one's which. They both were in the Obama administration, right? Yep. At one point. One's a mayor. Is he the mayor, the one running? No, the one running was HUD. The okay. one, is he was in the house. Yeah, see, I don't even know. HUD. I, I know yeah. it's three. Like, it seems like they've accomplished a lot, but it's two different people. So like, <laughs> I never heard of them until two days what ago. Could they pull off if you were twins? You could really <laughs> pull some like they You know how like Saddam You know how Saddam Hussein That's an unfair advantage. Well, Saddam Hussein had all these doubles so he sure. could be assassinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a twin, you could you Does could he really get sick of service get, protection too because it could get confusing? A terrorist could kill him by accident. His brother's a congressman, right? He should have said, Castro should have said, How many hours do I sleep a night? Zero, because it's either me or my brother one of us is up at all times. Yeah. They president. They will be president. We'll both be, oh, can name his brother vice president. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of those guys, like you're talking about Eric Swalwell, Tim Ryan, Seth Moulton. I mean, some of those guys are, are a little bit younger. Like yeah. they haven't been in politics for 20 years. Paul or not. Ryan. Like, Bill de Blasio. Yeah. No, there's a new guy who, after your thing came out, there was a new guy who just announced. I saw he had, he's in Pennsylvania. And he had like four people attend his like opening conversation. Literally. <laughs> That's a bad it was like more people in this room that were at his thing. <laughs> uh, his name's like, Paysac or something or P, something with a P. I could He's announce like right kid. now and be a bigger audience. You would be within like one percent of him <laughs> if I just said to you three, like, "Hey, I'm running for president." Yeah, I mean, if his total like. So what's your average. what's your uh, yeah why why have we what do you think about those guys? Yeah, or, well, nobody wants to elect a white guy. Okay, well, well that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, but I Castro's mean, not white, so yeah, it's uh, there's still more. I mean, Castro, I think separate is separate from those people, but then there's Delaney, there's Bullock. Um, I've never heard of that. That's why this Mayor Pete was smart. So to be Bullock gay. is the governor yeah. of Montana. <laughs> okay. Um, what, who else do we have? We have Delaney. 
former congressman. Snooze. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's from Maryland. Like, if you knew your... If you're from Maryland, maybe you would know him. But outside of that, what are these guys doing running? Like they obviously don't think they're going to win. They just think maybe up their it's game, fun. up their. Uh, so up one of the profile, first, one of the things that, well, yeah, I, I think certainly because also of them none don't, of those white guys are going to be a vice president. But they either. could be in the cabinet of a future president. No one's picking yet. Yeah, so okay. yeah, UN ambassador. Certainly, I would like to see a study done of people about people who will run for president and their financial situation after. Like I think that would be interesting. Yeah, it helps to see with, like speeches. If like if we could look at their taxes in the next five years to see if there's a bump after this. Yeah. Because they probably will have more notoriety no matter what. So, like, I think it's a move to get to move to Washington, to get into the cabinet, just to run in itself. And some people probably are doing that. Just like Trump, it's good for the brand. They ran for uh, that's what he, that's what he ran. <laughs> maybe they want. Maybe this guy from Maryland wants a cable news network. Yeah, I mean that's like <laughs> a smaller a, scale. But... One of the dominant theories is yeah. Trump didn't expect to win. He yeah. didn't think he was going to win. Like he really didn't. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't even. Want to be president now? Right. He, he just like, doesn't like to lose either. So right. He like, likes uh, he likes that he won. Yeah. And that's, that's like enough for him part. to do it. Yeah. So that's what these guys. I mean, yeah, they're probably because I don't think most of them could really think. Like I don't understand Bill De Blasio. Nobody in New York City likes him. I do. You like him because Mr. So, you're the only person. There was a story they should have interviewed with. They're trying to find Mr. someone Softy. in New York who wanted him to be president. I'll put, they put find me on anyone. the air. Yeah. You say Mr. Softy. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. So and was any of them just total pricks? Um. No, no, no. I don't think anyone was like totally mean. There were some people that like were smoother than other people in terms of like our interaction. Um, like Marianne Williamson got pretty mad at us. Oh, I definitely never heard of her. Yeah, who's she? I, She's I a self-help author. She's like oh, definitely on the God. outskirts. Um, yeah. Self-help author, friends with Oprah. That's what like people know her for. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. If you can get Oprah to run, then well, she could be like the vice. She's Oprah's. She's Oprah's friends. Therefore, she deserves to be president. I don't know. Was, what's her, her accent? Where if Oprah from? endorsed her, though, that would. It, she was. She was strange, and I, I don't know. I saw yesterday. She was saying, or not yesterday, but a couple days ago, she was saying something about. Um, like saying that we shouldn't be forcing people to vaccinate themselves. And oh, I was like, oh, my God. That's like, one of those, she like, wasn't like straight up anti-vaxxer, but like being yeah. like, if they want to do it, it's OK. And then, she, oh, no, she, I know what she did. did. She called it Orwellian. She's like, making people vaccinate is Orwellian. Yeah. And I was like, George Orwell died from tuberculosis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, when people go that way with vaccinations, it's it's sort of like when people are like, well, I'm not racist, but and then like, right. it's like, or is, I believe in free speech, but like you're. Yeah. You're hedging. You're already oh. hedging something you should be hedging on. Here was my favorite answer from her. They asked, um, what you guys asked about the troops. What, would you guys pull out the troops in oh, Afghanistan? Yeah. By the by the end of your first term, would there be troops in Afghanistan? And everyone goes like, no, yes. Or no, most people say no. A couple people say, well, we'd have to think about it. And her answer is, before I do anything, I need to talk to the women, the Afghani women first and do what they, they think I should do or something like that. <laughs> it's a, it's, That's what I was like. Are you fucking just completely full of shit? Like, there's a thing behind that, though, like in terms of the woman's place with the Taliban and like what happens if the Taliban takes control again, if we leave. Mm, yeah. Like that's that. like their rights will be completely gone. Again, oh, potentially. I didn't understand that part. Like, I thought she was I just trying just, to be. No, there's like, like wild significance to that. Look at she history. knows the policy better than most of these candidates. The weirdest so what, thing. What was the weird weirdest, about her? Uh, there's a bunch of things. But the weirdest thing about her, I think one of the questions was, um, what's your comfort food on the campaign trail? <laughs> oh, right. This I is like this. a super yes. telling question. Like, what do you like to eat? And her answer was nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Does she like not understand what comfort food is, or she doesn't she, eat anything? No, she I mean, wanted to seem like I'm a health person. No, I, I, I don't. She could say carrots or something. I really felt <laughs> think she has no comfort food. I mean, I don't know. Like, who doesn't have comfort food? 
Did it seem like Mr. she literally couldn't think of one? Or Bill de Blasio she... said, Mr. Softy Ice Cream. Yeah, <laughs> Billy. Playing to the base. Billy D. <laughs> there, so after we did this, uh, after we published it, there's been like quite a bit of parody and like yeah. different things that have come out about it. And one of the, there's a thing on Eater where they did like psychoanalysis of everybody based on their food, <laughs> their food choice. So like, it's pretty funny. It's like, it's worth looking at. What were the good ones? The good foods or the good? No, like just the good answers for the food. Do you remember any? Um, yeah, I remember a lot of them. Kamala, real into French fries. Kamala in general, real into cooking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Kamala also we, authentic. I thought she was great. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to say her. Yeah, yeah. And also, I went in not really in in all. I only seen her in the big Senate stuff where mm -hmm. she's a real like showy person. Like she seems to make a Senate any Senate hearing like is like her election campaign. Right. I I had that opinion, and then after watching this, I was like, oh, she seems pretty cool. Yeah, actually. So if I had to like do like, who would I have dinner with? No. Oh. Dinner party. Dinner party. That, that's, I, I, and that's how it works in elections, by the way. Right. Like, Jesus and Martin Luther King. Like, Harris. Like, I might go with Kamala. Like, I feel like she would be cool to have dinner with. Who am I going to have, like, I don't know, a beer at the airport with? Like, maybe that would be... George Bush. <laughs> Jeb Bush? Jeb no. Bush. No, not Jeb yeah, Bush. Who, who? Sorry, I can't. So that's why the most, usually the election winner is the beer, who you'd rather have beer with. Well, usually, Including Trump, let's be honest, over Hillary. Who'd you totally, rather? exactly, 100%. Yeah. So, it, it's, like, Bennett, for example, people don't know him much, but he's great. Like, I would go have a beer with Big Bennett. drinker. <laughs> Loves to pound him. Actually, in the comfort food question, the only person who actually said booze was Gillibrand. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She likes People to are like, down. Yeah, like pulled a pork or like a burger. And she's like, glass of whiskey. Nice. <laughs> she knows how to politic. I was surprised oh, how much their, their, um, their personalities, I think, really did affect my opinion of everybody. Well, this is the thing we're trying to do, right? Like, we're like, how do we even the playing field? Because the debate stage is not an even playing field. Even yeah. the way the questions are designed, who they're being thrown at, it's actually not even. So if we can get these people by themselves, treat them all identical, regardless of their profile, like this is a way for people to look at them in an equal way. Um, what do you think Biden would have said to the comfort food? Beer. Beer? Well, he loves beer, doesn't he? I think he's a beer guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wouldn't see, yeah, that's, he's gonna win. <laughs> he's gonna yeah, win. Sad. And I, yeah, I think it does matter. Um, was there anyone... He definitely sleeps, by the way. He doesn't want to answer that, but he sleeps like 10 hours a night. And he's <laughs> sleepy <laughs> Joe. He's like, oh, at this age, at this age. I love how I want him to answer every question at this age. <laughs> Listen, I'm seven. What about the, uh, the the question of the, 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 the what got a lot of made fun of on the internet, but it was the who's your hero? That's, like, this is my favorite one. And every guy is Tim like, Ryan. my wife, my wife, yeah, there's my wife. Like who? I mean, and we, then Tim Ryan says Baker Mayfield, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, I'm voting for you." Yeah, just the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Isn't well, I that because maybe because he Oklahoma guy or is he? I a, have no idea. Because he was a Heisman Trophy. It's just out of nowhere. He's an Ohio guy, right? So, yeah, well, but oh, so Cleveland Brown. Yeah, that's yeah. why it is. I I liked anyone who honesty. gave like a, an answer like that, and yeah. not like my wife, my my whatever. Let's be honest. I mean, like if I said my wife. Like, what would my wife say to that? She would be like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, I, no no real people expect their their spouses to be their heroes. Exactly. Right? I mean, would you, they're I all saying that just because they're like, on the road all the time. They're, and they, tons of them have young kids. Like, Oh, because they're, they're guilty. They're guilty. Right. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Kind yeah. Of a, yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird patronizing thing where it's like, my wife is the hero because I couldn't, like, the, I couldn't do this like without Beto's her. Like, whole thing where he's yeah. like, barely doesn't see his kids or something and she takes does everything. Well, it's the same thing with the question of what do you do to relax? Almost everyone said, oh, I see my family. Family, or like I hang out with my family, except for uh, Mayor Pete said I watch Game of Thrones and Tulsi said I go surfing. Yes. And like everyone else, I think. Was there was some reading couple exercise 
Oh, okay, so walk, yeah. Yeah, like de Blasio walks in Brooklyn with his wife. They go, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, well, de Blasio, him. He's de Blasio my boy. Could, I'm going to hang out well, with Well, de Blasio likes to go to the gym, but he takes a, you know, I'm gonna chopper walk there him. to the Y. And yeah, the, see, he, 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 actually, his gym stuff came up. Uh, One of the questions is, uh, when was the last time you were embarrassed? <laughs> and it was weird. When we asked de Blasio, he took a long time to answer. Um, like, if you look at the raw video, like, he went, he puts his hand, his, his head in his Dude. hands, and, he, and he's like, in this thinking pose, and it was like goes on for like a minute and a half of like oh, wow. raw silence. That's, that's awesome. actually more interesting, like to show that to everyone if you did, because it's like we, it shows you how like these people just had the answer ready. And we like, have this like a, a little like pre uh, like a cut of a, it's like a promo, and everybody like it's pretty funny. It's like all behind the scenes stuff, and in that we showed De Blasio for a second doing it. But um, and then and anyway, after he like has this long pause, he's like, I went to the gym and I was wearing cargo shorts, and like the internet wouldn't stop making fun of me. And I was like, huh, okay. I guess he was embarrassed by that. But like, uh, are cargo shorts really bad? I guess that's Oh, not they are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real 90s thing. I mean, I definitely had them when I was a kid. <laughs> Turner's been. What are you going to do? Jump out of an airplane? Turner's always comes like out against for, cargo like, shorts. Parachuters. <laughs> How do you work out in cargo shorts? Specifically, my dad has like incessantly made fun of my brother for the last 20 years for wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> I think that came up in cargo fashion pants. Episode, but yeah. <laughs> just go. But yeah, I mean, you got it. He should be wearing. Uh, well, you don't want to wear a Lululemon. That's not good. But you got to find like a pair of gym shorts. Yeah, sweatpants. You're trying to be leader of the free world. <laughs> leader of the free world well, in cargo shorts. Yeah. Obama wore like sweatpants or something, and it was the thing. Or I don't know. On that question, what's we, presidential? We, we got a lot of interesting ones, like on the embarrassment question. What'd you get? Um, like Klobuchar told us a story about her uncle Dick, she, not her uncle Dick. In the deer <laughs> uncle stand. Dick in a box. Uncle Dick took me in the bushes. <laughs> what is he digging a dick in a <laughs> dick in a deer stand? Dick in a deer stand. Uncle Dick took me to the deer stand. <laughs> it was a little. <laughs> it was embarrassing. It was a little embarrassing. She. Uh, <laughs> oh, she had. To, she like got her bag gate checked and like so she had to like take her clothes out of it at the last minute because she didn't know if she was gonna get it back and like she was in the plane like she was. Leaving. Oh, this is what she had to eat with a hairbrush. No, she she <laughs> like she was like leaving the plane after and like. Like she had like dropped her underwear in the middle of the plane, and like somebody else like picked them up and was like, oh my "Whose God. underwear are these?" Because you know, you know that story right, that came out about her. No, about how like she didn't have utensils on a plane. Her like assistant didn't get her a fork for their salad. Okay, so she took out a hairbrush from her bag and was eating her salad with a hairbrush. That's that's <laughs> not the most. That seems like the most embarrassing. <laughs> that's but I, Hick and Looper had a good one. Hick and Looper, governor. Oh Colorado. yeah, who's he? Big, a big white guy, Co- Colorado. But yeah, he's he's tall guy. Governor Colorado. Oh, weed guy. Okay, and so on that day, he had lost his wallet, and he was like kind of like. In, up in arms about it. Like, he didn't know where it was. He left it in a taxi or something. And I was like, we're going to ask him this question. Of course he's going to say, 20 minutes ago, I lost my wallet. Yeah. And he's like, well, this thing happened with my kid a couple weeks ago, and he was using this term that was vulgar. And we were like, what was the term? And he was like, well, we were talking about flatulence. And I was like, did you just out your kid for farting? <laughs> How old is this kid? Uh, I don't know. But um, I found the Israel question interesting Yeah. because... It was a lot of tap dancing. Yeah. It was the one that every, everyone like didn't really have a full answer on it. It was what, well, was, the, what was the exact question? How was it worded? Uh, does Israel meet, adhere to uh, international standards of human rights? Does Israel uh, adhere it, to international what, standards what of human the, rights? Um, there was a I, lot of, hmm, uh, well, well, they could do better, but, you know, uh, I support Israel, but they could, uh, I so, don't know. So in the well, that's su- a little more detailed than a lot of these questions as far as, like, so there, foreign it, policy. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a mix of foreign policy. Yeah. Some of it's detailed. Did anyone give a yes, no straight answer? I can't remember. Yes, yeah, some yeah, some people people, people did. did give straight answers, but they always hedged. Um, but what we so when you see those supercuts, though, if you look at the different versions we make, like there's always different versions, of course, and some of them were like more funny than others. We were trying to decide like how much humor to interject into it, and some of the early versions that we would like leave these awkward like, 
these moments and like so in that one when we asked the question I forget who it was but they started off with like a and then they go into their answer and we Wait, would like I, we would like leave some of these things sometimes we have some I think of it. Castro does something like that or he might get a ooh that's a tough one or something yeah, we, like that we, we still leave some of that in like yeah. we want it to be authentic but like there's different versions that like kind of you know there's all these factors involved in timing and, and pacing and how long we want the video to be but um We've cut most of that out into like the extreme bouts, but with that one, I remember a lot of people like were like, "How do I answer this?" Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's an issue that yeah. Overall, in the Democratic field, it's a different issue in the primary when you're trying to get the younger progressive people, and then the general election. Ba also, based on what they're people like Booker and Warren. Yeah. Their careers have been different, and Warren's. A, it's also a question that doesn't have. I don't think it has a clear cut answer in the dem with the right. Democrats. There's a way to have an answer. Right? There's a there is a built in like you could come up with an answer with your with your campaign strategist that doesn't really say anything and sounds good, but that's why this question's great because it's you're catching them off guard. Right. Not, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think most, like, the appropriate way to say that answer to that probably would be, like, not always. Right? And then you would say, we? And we don't either. No. Yeah. That's yeah. what you would say. Yeah. yeah. Like, someone nope. said we don't either. Someone was like, oh, America doesn't have the best some, some, record some, either. Somebody said... Um, was that Many countries could do better. Gillibrand? Yeah, that's that's yeah. like the safest, best way to answer it, actually. Right. But, uh, none, of us are, none of us are perfect. And especially as it like relates to war. Like, war is messy. Yeah, we're um, not. We should have taken this. We should have just had rapid fire. You hit us with questions and see how we would Give we, it to us. Yeah. Oh, we should. Yeah, we should have done this. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like I would have had good answers. You, you yeah. want to go? We can, we can do a, we can Let, do a quick let's round. Let's do a rapid fire. Let's do yeah. it. Give okay, us, just give us some random. We're running here, for president. Here, here Cap, go. You go first, then I go second. Uh, or, wait, or should we, we switch up? Here. You're going to the room. You can't hear my oh. answers. Oh. No, no, no. We got to do it. <laughs> no, for, can we get a buzzer first? Producer Matt, you want to get in on this? Okay. Maybe not. In an ideal world, would anyone own handguns? Yes. Definitely yes. Would your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we're on the same team. Okay. Pro, pro guns here. Would, <laughs> would, would your focus be on improving the Affordable Care Act or replacing it with single payer? Improving it. I don't know. Which one's Obamacare? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> ACA is, is, is Obamacare. Oh, uh, that sucks. So, Do you uh, want to improve it? Okay. Because I tried to get it and they wouldn't give it to All me. Right. I couldn't. I had to prove I was like a big enough loser to get it. And I. It, it, I don't know if you ever had to prove you're a loser, but it's real. No, it sucks. I never had to prove I'm a loser. I've been proving it my whole me. life. So, so you want it out? Yeah, I want something better. Single payer easy. Yeah, there you go. He's in too. Okay. Do you think it's possible for the next president to stop climate change? No. Definitely. I mean, the next, definitely <laughs> not. I mean, they could try to help uh, oh, lead, that, the, and lead was, the world a little bit, but they can't stop it. What do you no. think? No, they can improve it. Not, yeah. They can't fix it. But Okay, but I, that's what I want to ask because there were some blowhards that said yes. They were oh, like, yeah. yeah, I can change it. If I get elected, I'll stop it. It's like, no, are you insane? Right. It's as insane as, as Trump promising to, like, stop all Mexicans from coming. You know, it's like building a – it's the same kind of promise. Was, it's not a real wait, thing. Castro said he can stop it. That's why I was just 100% out on him. De Blasio and oh. Bennett also said they could stop right. it. If you de Blasio could stop it. Yeah, yeah. He's, this guy's so confident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the lightning round. Ready? Okay, yeah. Who's your hero and why? Kaplan. It's mom. <laughs> oh, my mom's your hero. Someone's mom. You gotta give a mom. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, my, my hero's Gary Sparks for shooting that rattlesnake. Yeah. Uh, and and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and pancakes my dog actually because she's been going through a lot lately and she's been really brave with her surgery. <laughs> my wife wa uh, does wag and she walked a dog last night and its name was Noodles. I, that's my hero. That's your hero. Yeah, Noodles. Yeah, Noodles the dog and Kaplan. Kaplan's whole family. <laughs> Teddy Kaplan. Yeah, and my wife. Mine's Hashem. 
I, I don't believe in hero worship. Oh, I like that. Because yes, when you define heroes, false gods. <laughs> How many hours of sleep do you get at night? Zero, because I'm president. Uh, at least seven. If I don't get seven, I'm angry about it. <laughs> Usually six or seven, but I don't want to get less than that ever. So seven, don't wake me up. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Although I'm a little light on sleep today. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's out. There's a reason we have vice presidents. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys are doing good here. Maybe not him, but uh, do you think illegal immigration is a major problem in the United States? Not a major problem. I, no. Minor problem. No. Well, I think that the concept of it, yeah, I, I, clearly we haven't figured it out. No. I mean, right? So that's a problem. We need to solve it. But we, yeah, but it's not a major problem. But I don't it, think it the immigrants bigger... themselves are problems. I think that the... The, the concept. Yeah. yeah, what's going on that we haven't figured out how to deal with it, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. That was the best answer. That was okay. the good answer. Where would you go on your first international trip as president? Well, for my honeymoon, we went to <laughs> you go to Rome. China. So you should go back. So that's out. He wants to visit his father-in-law without <laughs> yeah. paying for it. So he's going to have to... I want to go to Turkey because I want to see uh, F.S. Pilsen basketball team play. Yeah. Good politics. Plus they, plus they got an issue with their government over there. Couple. I would go to Italy because I've never been. Thailand <laughs> because I promised the wife I would take her on a 10-year anniversary and then I forgot and I couldn't afford it. And then Israel because I'm running... I'm zigging when all these other candidates are zagging. Oh. It's my big three trip. I mean, you kind of got to go to China. They're pretty important right now. Mm. Oh, I've already been. Plus, I, I go to <laughs> North Korea. I forgot North Korea. I'd go there. Oh, Turner would solve. Is there North Korea? I would solve or? climate change in North Korea. <laughs> you would solve for both and everything. You're a new Trump for a new generation. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. Describe the last time you were embarrassed and why. Mm. Every time Kaplan opens his mouth on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> When was the last? You know, I don't really get embarrassed very often. I, you can't shame me. <laughs> you, can't you can't embarrass, embarrass me. Can't it's kind of my thing. That's why you can be president. I, yeah, I can't be. You're unembarrassable. I'm unembarrassable. It's like a superhero. Yes, superpower. Matt, I inevitably say something dumb to a friend every day. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's too. It happens too often. I flat. I had some flatulence the other day at work. <laughs> it just came out, and it was. I, I, I kind of pretended it was like I was something. A package I was opening up afterwards, but I don't think they bought it. Okay, here's a tough one. Do you think President Trump has committed crimes in office? Ooh. In, while in office? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I mean, it hasn't, no. It hasn't been proven, right? Yeah, it's not about what's happened legally. Do you think he has oh, committed crimes? Oh, I not, mean, not, we're not. Any we're sort of out, crime. It could be anything. We're throwing out the law. It could be law. jaywalking. <laughs> then probably. <laughs> I, I would think yes, but I don't think they're going to get a... Well, I, I consider serving um, McDonald's to like the college football national championship team a crime. So, yes. I, that was uh, maybe the best thing he did as president. <laughs> really? That was the that one thing one? I supported. Absolutely. Yeah. There an, it is. We get an absolutely. I, would, I say as close as absolutely as I could. Oh, get. I changed my answer to yeah. absolutely. <laughs> if that's more, it gets me more electable. We're, we're back to consensus. Yeah. Okay. Let's skip down to the bottom one here. Last no, no, actually, no. We're going to do f- this one first. Okay. What's your comfort food on the campaign trail? Oh, on the campaign trail? Yeah. You go first. it's tough on the campaign trail. You can't get good food everywhere. I like to find whatever is the late night place, twenty burrito stand, burger stand, any place. I'm just going for it. Oh, wait. Ollie, Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. <laughs> and if they don't have that, burger, build one. <laughs> P- I won't eat pizza outside New York, so I'm probably not going to win the election. I'm not gonna, I won't Real do it. I won't, I, I won't lower myself. <laughs> You're getting booed in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not eating pizza. 
I'm going to campaign to bring poutine to America. So that's... <laughs> You know, when wow. I vote, it's funny. I was wearing a poutine shirt. And yeah. when I went to vote the other last week in uh, my local election to legalize prostitution, the camp, the person there was like, well, that shirt is so funny. What is that word? I was like, poutine? She, no one there, had, none of the election workers had heard of poutine. I'd explain really? to everybody. They also they have you producer heard, Matt's gonna run on a very make, highbrow guy. Producer Matt's gonna run on a make America Canada again. Is that your? I mean, it's better than what we have right now. Oh jeez, mm. I don't want soggy French fries to like be our national more. food. So the thing is, you got to eat them right away. Like, yeah. and in Vermont we have gravy fries, right? Like, yeah, I don't like that either. No, gravy fries are delicious. Poutine, poutine is superior. There's no question. Poutine is like gravy fries light, but we don't like the people on that side of the border. Yeah. I should have asked you to ask <laughs> Bernie about why in Vermont they don't have a hospital that can do a, a heart a cath lab because I almost died because of your state. But yeah, you should, I want to tell him. What's that? Yeah. Tell him, I can tell him. Next time you see him. So yeah. Ask him if socialized medicine will bring a cath lab to Vermont. Wait, should we do one more? Yeah, one more. Yeah. Okay. One more. Here's the last one. Does anyone deserve to have a billion dollars? Yeah, me. <laughs> that was Trump's answer. I don't want to steal Trump's line, but yeah, yeah. No, I think people do, of course. Yeah, billion is just a random. All these numbers, They're people get billion. mad about it. It's a number. But yeah, some, of course you can. Some people can have billions while others have none. Is that the world we want to live in? That's not the question you asked. Eh, kind of. I, I think the question is stupid to frame it as, do they, do they, do they deserve it? I think there should be a system to impose more equity, but more, a more equitable solution and higher taxes on the rich, but you can't say they don't deserve it. They, some people have worked and gotten that money. When Joel Embiid brings a title to the Sixers, if he can make a billion dollars off it, I support it. He there deserves it. But, and what other swing state athletes can I throw Wait, in? I changed they, the answer to My no. hero is Joel Embiid, by the way. Give, New your, money answer. To, give your money to me. He's you home. don't deserve it. I do. Okay, so should we vote now? Yeah. Am, I, am I the only one who's voting? Yeah, you vote. Who okay. would you elect? Who's, who's president? Uh, I think producer. No. Yeah. The Canadian? He's, he's out. I, he wasn't born in America. Yes, I was. Crimin, <laughs> <laughs> <in> Massachusetts. <laughs> he's a Massel, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Okay. But he's got dual citizenship. Massel in office. Uh, we can't trust him. He's a spy for the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to make America Canada. That's not going to win. The, so, that's not going to win the Rust Belt. Do you have an Uncle Dick? <laughs> Uncle Dick in a box? I have a Grandpa Dick. Grandpa Dick. I'm trying to think of my best relative shed. I can use. We, we, we don't have any gun things. Turner can appeal more to the Rust Belt than I can. Sure. I'm very... I'm from California, but you can't tell that by talking to me. <laughs> no. Yeah, you come, you come off total Wisconsin. He's got a dad. Yeah. Who, he's rolling out a shotgun to blow exactly. away snakes. And, you know. <laughs> All right, Jonah, that's it. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. You got thing you got to promote. Wait, or, how do people watch yeah. this? They go to the New York Times website, right? Let's promote but, the fake New York, failing New York Times. Yeah. So if you want to see the fake New York Times, uh, so if you want to see the project, is nytimes.com slash 2020-dems. D-E-M-S. D-E-M-S. Democrats. That's how Sweet. you spell Dems. That's it. Jonah, thank you so much for doing it. Thanks for having yeah. me. Kev. I'll see you at the next uh, Kessel Family Reunion. Mm-hmm. Should we get to the news? Let's bring the let's bring on the news music. Thank you to Jonah Kessel one more time for doing the podcast. Kaplan, first news story of the week comes to us from the Shanghaiist. Woman, this is in uh, Shenzhen, uh, China. A woman misses the train, then stabs train station worker <laughs> in the back. I'm on, listen, I'm going to take the side of the the uh, the guilty party, the stabber. I mean, I'm taking her side too. So okay, we're good. Have to, <laughs> we're on the we're same in a majority side here. here. How, how many times... 
I think you. I think if you are standing, I don't know. I can't speak for trains. I don't know how you miss a train and blame it on this, the, the train station worker. But like missing an airplane, this has happened to me a number of times where you're standing in the terminal, you can see the airplane. I think if you're if you can still see it and they don't let you on, you should be allowed to. Right, because they have that time when they close the. It, see, with a plane, they have this excuse built in with post 9-11 security measures where they have to close the, uh, what do you call it? The, the gangplank. They call it the, the, uh, the, the, the cockpit. The, whatever they close. They close something. The gangplank, I think. The gangplank. Gangway? Gangway? That, that's not the right word. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Our lawyer sisters know what I mean. So they can at least hide behind that excuse. It is bullshit. It makes you angry. It makes you want to stab everyone at the airline. And the joy but they the, give it to you with that but, you can't make. Sorry. Yeah. Not making it. But, but, there, but there's also a lot of people to blame. There could be the TSA people. There could be a lot of people along the way that made you late whereas yeah, the but, train it's like there's no reason they if the train's still sitting there yes there's no reason they can't open the door sure i've been on these ferries here in new york city when the boat's there i show up at the exact time and they say oh no it's it you missed it i'm like no i see it like, it's oh. right there and the guy said to me it's the once the there's like a little like gate it's like a little latch yeah once it he, he shut it it's they can't do anything about that's it. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just let me jump. I could jump on the freaking boat. I could climb over the gate myself. Yeah. And and, and it this makes me want to stab somebody because they come once every thirty minutes. He can unlatch and, the latch. And you're in the middle of nowhere in New York City. So I'm gonna stab somebody one day. I'm gonna cite this woman as a, my you know yeah my inspiration. Inspiration. Your hero. My hero. So no I'm on Harry her side. Spark. You're on her side. I'm on her side. We should get her on the pod. <laughs> we should get <laughs> once she gets out of prison. <laughs> She's gonna go to prison. Uh, the incident uh. occurred at 2:47 on a Tuesday in the Shenzhen North Railway Station. That's a rush. You know, it's, you're trying to get home. Trying to probably Listen, you're trying to get trying home. pick up the kids from school. It's S- Tuesday. It's almost hump day. <laughs> the woman's exact motives for directing her anger, uh, her anger at the worker are unclear. I think it's clear. I think it's clear. The worker was in the, the wrong. Yeah. Po- police are currently investigating the case. I don't know if there is to investigate. Particularly in regards to how the woman managed to make it past the security checkpoint with a knife. Now, that's, here's where I can... That's a good point. Actually. No, I can illuminate a little bit on this. I can let... Uh, I don't know if that's the right use of the word, but... <laughs> Our vocabularies are really shot from these hot lights today. <laughs> they really... I blame the lights. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Uh, I, this, the, the amount of... Um, to get onto a train at, in China, the amount of security... They have all the normal security you would have at, like, TSA to get onto an airplane in America, mm. except none of it's plugged in. Yeah. And no one's paying attention. <laughs> and the people behind... Behind the glass, who are supposed to be looking at your bags that come through, they're all asleep. It's Randy Lee over there. It's a <laughs> lower. Think of like at your college, like the college bar near Syracuse University, the one that just made all its money by letting in eighteen-year-old freshmen in to drink beer. Yeah. Think it, of the bouncer at that bar. It's a lower level of security than the guy sitting there who's paid to not. Know. Yeah, my experience is the other way. It's like the bouncers at those bars on like the power trip or whatever. Way more better security than yeah these this train station. That's my point. Finger, yeah, Way play, better. Air, yeah. So it is not a shock to me that th- she got through with a knife. I walk through. If you the bat taking off your bag, they'll try to stop you. They have like a wand and like excuse me, put your bag through the machine. If you just keep walking, they go okay. So you can literally just walk around the machine with a bag. They don't stop anyone. It's like yeah. voluntary. That, it's an honor system. You know the uh, Ruby asked me the other day. She goes. Uh, Daddy, I have a question for you. I'm like, what's that? She goes, is there really uh, a no-fly list? Oh, wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> Someone who her friends put her on it? She's like, hey, would you get on that list if you had a knife? And I was like, Wait, what What are you talking? She, she learned this from YouTube. Like, oh, the wow. Barbies were flying. They got st- It was like a whole storyline. Oh, my gosh. So Wait, kids- Barbie got put on a no-fly list? Barbie in this YouTube video, I guess, <laughs> got put on a no-fly list, which, you know. <laughs> I, Terrorist Barbie? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good they went after the, the white girl, but, you know. Oh, but so, yeah, so I, my point is, is that kids are learning from a young age about this, so you can't bring the knives. This is... 
I'm, I'm, I'm turning on this woman, actually. Oh. I'm just turning on her. Oh, She's setting on. a bad You're example. Flip-flopper. I'm flip-flopping. No, you don't bring the knife. If she punched the person in the face, that's allowed. Use that's, your fist. That's not premeditated. You don't, Bringing it, the knife is premeditated. They used to tell kids, use your words. Kaplan's saying, use your fist, kids. Yes, use your fist. Last like, story of the week. Face. Last story of the week comes from the New York Post, Kaplan. New York lawmakers may soon outlaw texting while crossing the street. This is that rare moment where I believe in big government and I love it. That's a great law. Love well, it. so you have a unique perspective in, in, in New York City because most of us, most people I know, I think producer Matt and myself and probably others, we, we, I, I, did, I don't drive in this city. I'm, I'm the walker. I'm the person texting across the street. Yay always gets mad at me for texting across the street. Yeah. But you're a driver. I've been driving. Yeah, when you're driving, it's hard enough already. It was always hard driving in New York because people just don't, they just jaywalk all the time. Sure. And then it, and there's so much traffic. And, and then it got harder when they built all these bike lanes and just had to get used to, like, there could be a biker. I can't just turn right. Bikers go nuts. They don't follow the rules. But this latest thing is that, yeah, people or just they it's like one thing when you're like listening to headphones listening to music you're sort of paying attention now people are just in the middle of the street no one's paying attention every time i see them on principle i want to be like you're crossing in manhattan and you're you can't take a break from your phone i always want to run them over to just send a message yeah like you know you should just like uh, let's not kill them send a message just like a little love tap a little little bump a little bump maybe tear an acl or something (laughs) (laughs) just teach a a little scare straight teach them a lesson i think our friends down at the south in the nascar circuit call that swapping paint and lane (laughs) turn three so you know this is going to save me from my worst because one of these i'm going to do it and i can't go to jail i got a family no so this might save me if this gets enforced yeah i don't know if they're going to enforce it but i hope they do because it's also for me like i hate then i you know i never become more self-hating than when i catch myself texting middle of the street yeah okay and i'm like it's like somebody who rants against the homosexual some religious writer who then gets Wait, caught in a bathhouse who then gets caught he's a big hypocrite i feel like i'm a big hypocrite because i'm always oh. yelling about texting being on your phone too much and then i'm in the middle of traffic and someone says something to me and you're the one and i want to yell back to them because they're being obnoxious to me i'm like no they're right do people yell at you stop Sometimes texting people are like if you almost run into someone or something oh. or they look up or whatever well the first time fine ra- is uh is gonna range from 25 to 50 dollars for mm. second and third time offenders facing up to 100 to 250 dollars in penalties i don't know if that's enough yeah, this should be a thousand dollar fine. Minimum right that, like littering. You know, I have and a, littering should be legal. I haven't paid it. You don't have kids. I have a sixty five dollar fine because you know when you you're not a driver, but you know how they have those inspection stickers on yes. your cars with yeah. the month. When I went to this guy to get it, apparently they didn't push the circle in. They just gave me a sticker. Okay, and then some cop actually noticed it and just wrote me a ticket. I didn't even understand it. So I went back to the shop and they're like, "Oh, just send him the receipt." And do you think that works? Of course it didn't work. No, that doesn't it, work. It didn't work. So now I went back to the shop again. He's like, uh, come. He's like, come next year when you're due for inspection. Look for me. The other guy's retarded. He won't understand. <laughs> That's what the guy says to me. Look for me and I'll give you a free inspection, which is still not enough money to get back, but sure. better than nothing. So yeah. All right. Uh, I, I didn't even text. All right, that's it. <laughs> Kaplan, that's, it. that's the podcast. We gotta, go. we gotta really go. Thank you to Jonah Kessel. We gotta go. We gotta keep moving, guys. We will see you next week. That's all, Cap. What should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost.